0: Welcome to Building Conversations, a construction podcast powered by the STO Building Group. August 2021 marked the 50th anniversary of Structure Tone, STO Building Group's flagship company. And since August, we have been sharing stories of the company's history through this special oral history series of the podcast. In this episode, we hear more about how the company began to expand beyond its New York City roots, following our clients to cities like Boston, London, and later joining with longtime collaborators across the country to sow the seeds for the family of companies we are today. Again, welcome to Building Conversations and episode four of Structure Tone's 50th anniversary oral history series. By the 1980s, Structure Tone had become one of the leading interior contractors in New York. That's when founder Pat Donahue and his partners began looking at opportunities outside of the five boroughs. But growth for the sake of growth wasn't exactly the plan. Everything centered on Mr. Donahue's client-first mantra.
1: So that kind of started growing for wherever the client needed us, we were going to go. And I think that That probably was the start of the growth. It wasn't a planned growth as, let's go here, let's do this. We never went anyplace unless we had a base to start. And I think it has paid off pretty well. We went to some cities with clients, uh, we did projects for them, and we knew that that wouldn't be the place we want to be. we pick up our sticks and, and go home.
0: His son, now STO Building Group Executive Chairman, Jim Donaghy agrees.
2: My father expanded the business in the 80s, and uh, his view was that, you know, we shouldn't say no to a client. Um, Clients are meant to be people that you build a relationship with for everything that they're facing. And if that meant a small project in another city or uh, following them to another city so that you can open up a business with the same philosophy locally so that they can have that high touch, high service attitude from, uh, from their construction workers in another city. That meant, you know, doing whatever it takes. And, and, and we opened up Boston. We opened up Washington, D.C. We opened up New Jersey, eventually opened up London with that same philosophy. My father opened up those offices with that same philosophy.
0: Longtime partner John White Sr. was asked to lead the charge on the company's first significant projects outside of New York, heading north to Boston.
1: Again, it was relationships. Boston. We were brought there by a friend of our, a friend of Pat's, a friend of mine, Tom Nelson. He came out of Teachers Insurance, and he was hired by a developer in Boston, and they developed four or five buildings over the course of two or three years. And it wasn't happening, evidently, with the developer, and I looked at us to move up there.
0: Pat and John enlisted several members of the New York team to help them with these Boston projects, including Mike Neary, now the president of StructureTone.
3: We didn't have an office anywhere outside of New York at the time, but I had the opportunity to manage some client accounts up in Boston. So I was working remote. I was the super, I was the estimator, and the project manager all wrapped up in one living out of a hotel and building a client's project and getting bids, et cetera, relaying information back to New York, but really taking uh, you know, full control of it in the uh, local market. But that was before we had any formal office. While I was up in Boston you know, doing a few projects for clients, a landlord developer came to Pat Donaghy and asked about our ability to support them up in Boston with a major development you know, the major development was a company called Jamon Properties and they had just uh, bought a building, they owned the building, they were developing it with another contractor. That contractor was leaving the union and it was becoming non-union. So they needed a new union general contractor, a so, uh, supporter of the unions, to come in and take over a major project of a 30 or 40 uh, story building and to build out the entire interiors of the building for multiple clients. So. That outreach from that client relationship, you know, to Pat sort of prompted us to plant the flag and open up an office. So that's really the history of how we started an office there. You know, we had done remote work, but now all of a sudden, with the kind of undertaking we had, we had to set up more substantial support and start setting up an operation that's gonna be able to service that client and ideally and hopefully, you know, more clients.
0: More clients did take interest. So Pat, John Sr., Mike, and the others began building a Boston-based team. One of their first recruits was Mike Ryan, now Senior Vice President of Structure Tone's Boston office.
4: I started in 1985 when the Boston office first opened, and ironically, I was not an employee of Structure Tone at the time. I was an employee of another general contractor, and I was loaned out to Structure Tone. I had done all my co-ops with that other contractor at the time and graduated and was looking for a job, and I got a phone call from that contractor and they said we uh, have a project for you but it's not with us it's with another contractor so we're going to loan you out. At the time I was still living at home, it was uh, just graduated college so I didn't have any money and you know I was just learning the construction business. I did a lot of things and my title was plans clerk but I was assistant super, assistant PM. When you have four or five people in an office you do just about everything so uh, it was a huge learning experience for me and you know, the one thing I learned about Structure Tone at that time, um, and I was most impressed with, was the sense of urgency that everybody had from all the people that came from New York and anybody that we hired. If you were going to work for this organization, you really had to have that sense of urgency.
0: Perhaps one of the best examples of that sense of urgency is the story of how David Kempton, Senior Regional Vice President, first came to the Boston team.
5: So I joined Structure Tone in uh, January of 1991. Uh, I came straight out of college, I went to college in Ireland, and I started in uh, New York as an estimator. Uh, In the summer of uh, 92, I was scheduled to go home for my uh, best friend's wedding. I was actually his best man, so I was on the way to the airport, and I got a call from Richard Hart, who was my boss at the time, and Richard told me to pop over to the, uh, I think it was Trump uh, terminal, and get a flight up to Boston because he needed me up here. On Monday morning for, uh, for an assignment. So I was on the way to the airport, had all my bags, <laughs> that's, the good, that's the good part of the story. Uh, and then I came up here, called my friend in Ireland, of course, and told him I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to make it. Uh, came up to Boston for what was originally meant to be six weeks and uh, stayed here. So this was 92 and stayed here till uh, 2001, so it turned out to be about nine years.
0: After returning to New York to work with Structure Tone's mission-critical team, then called ST Tech, Dave returned to Boston, and the team has been full steam
5: ahead ever since. I always thought I would probably come back to Boston. Um, A few different opportunities presented themselves to me before I came back. I had an opportunity to go work in London. I had an opportunity to go work in Denver. Uh, But I I guess in my heart of hearts, I really wanted to come come back to where I, I really felt was home. It certainly is home at this point.
0: Boston wasn't the only city where Structure Tone started to see opportunities. Around the same time, the company was helping clients in areas like Washington, DC, Northern New Jersey, London, England, and eventually Dublin, Ireland. The next generation of leaders were helping establish these offices, creating a unique identity for each location while still upholding the company's steadfast, client-first, can-do culture.
6: I'm James Reedy and I head up our business in Ireland and also have oversight of our London office. I joined our Boston office in February 98. I was 23 years old and started my career. I really enjoyed working in the Boston office. We have a great team there who made me feel very welcome from day one. But after nearly 10 really great and enjoyable years, the decision to move back to Ireland was a purely personal one. The volume in the Dublin office had really ebbed and flowed since its inception in '95. So when I arrived in 2007, it was a relatively small business unit with only a handful of employees. I think it's fair to say that the Dublin and the Boston offices are very closely aligned. How we grew the Dublin business was really based on, on my experience working in Boston and the cultural values that Mike Ryan and David Kempton instilled in me and that our clients come first, second and always. Our mantra in Dublin is that small is beautiful and we've successfully grown our business with our clients and those initial small wins were were key when we relaunched the business back in 07. So while we deliver multiple major projects today successfully across sectors, those small wins really were the foundation of the Irish business. Today we have a great team of over 125 employees in Ireland and the Dublin office is certainly well diversified for an office of its size we work across Ireland and, again, successfully across a range of sectors for our clients. Hi, I'm John White. I'm the
7: Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer of the Shruckstone Regional Offices. So when I got involved, that, that strategy was already in place. We weren't going to be satisfied with just doing $100 million a year and bringing X amount of dollars to the bottom line. We really wanted those offices to stand on their own two feet and really start growing their presence in that market and it was a very successful strategy, and it included, uh, in some cases, changing in leadership, but in many cases, just enhancing the leadership by strengthening the next level below the business unit leader. Uh, Because many of the business unit leaders at that point also had been with the firm uh, for at least 10 to 15 years. But growing the business development portion, it wasn't just about work being handed from New York to Boston to Washington and to New Jersey, but more about growing growing your own clients and growing your own projects.
0: And while client relationships gave Structure Tone a start in these cities, getting the ball rolling wasn't always glamorous.
8: I'm Dermot Kelly. I'm the regional vice president for Structure Tone Philadelphia. In um, 2006, when we were first doing Deloitte, we didn't have an office in Philadelphia. We were servicing the project from our Princeton office. And, you know, we had a little space in the, in the basement of the building manager's office and, and we were trying to run the project through there. And anytime we were, we we're, chasing other work they were asking us where our office was and we were saying it was the job site of of 1700 market street so you know over the next couple years um you know we were kind of dipping our toe in and and we felt like we were half pregnant with trying to grow philadelphia so that's when we decided all right if we're gonna do it let's do it and we got an office at at 16th and walnut it was funny because it used to be a laser hair removal treatment center that we took over and I was on a job site with with a landlord, uh, Pearl Properties, and he was all bummed out. This guy Reed and I said, "What's wrong?" He said, "Oh, in the middle of the night, one of my tenants just up and left, and you know they haven't paid rent." Um, and I said, "Well, go show me the space." So he, we walked over, and he he brought me upstairs, and it was it was three offices where they did laser hair removal treatments. And uh, I said, "It's perfect. We'll take it." <laughs> so so that's how we came across the office. And uh, I remember when, when Bob Mullen would come down to visit, and I'd joke around with him about saying that these are the good old days right now because it was the start of something what I thought was going to be a lot of fun and, and gonna be a great opportunity to grow the Philadelphia office, and it was.
0: While following clients to these new markets launched Structure Tone's growth, the company wasn't opposed to strategically adding partners through mergers.
1: I think it was just also part of the growth. I think, you know, back in 1973, we bought a little company, the uh, family had one son, and the uh, old man was retiring. The son didn't want the business, so they sold it. I had a three-year buyout with them, but they both came to work for me. And I think that kind of started the the fact that, well, you can get a lot of good stuff coming because they brought clients and they brought experience. And uh, so that kind of you know, planted the idea in my head. Isn't that such a bad idea?
0: Another of these opportunities was in Texas with a company called Constructors. Executive Chairman Jim donahue explains.
2: We also met a terrific gentleman named Sinan Fitzmartin who was a, a colleague of John White's. Um, in their earlier days, they worked together and he had a business in Dallas and was looking for a strategic partner. And uh, my father made that decision to to merge with that business down in Dallas. And to this day, uh, it's a successful business. We call it STSW, Structured Tone Southwest. But, um, you know, they're very much a structure Tone operation and have the same culture started by CN Fitzmartin in the 70s or in the 80s when he started the company.
9: Hello, I'm Joe Cribben, president of Structured Tone Southwest. I joined Constructors and Associates in 1996 after a 14-year career in the drywall business. While I hadn't yet joined the company when Constructors joined the StructureTone family, I do know that the goal was to leverage the relationships in, in New York with a lot of financial insurance clients that were establishing a large presence in the Texas markets. As you could probably imagine, especially back in the 90s, being uh, known as a New York contractor in Texas was really not that popular. However, we benefited tremendously from the client base that StructureTone had and the opportunities that were presented to us. So at first, it was a little challenging, but over time, uh, it actually added strength to our brand and, again, created many opportunities we normally wouldn't have. We eventually homogenized our brand with Structure Tone in 2010, becoming Structure Tone Southwest. We felt it was important to be known as a, a true part of this, you know, dynamic organization. And looking back at my 25 years with Structure Tone, it's just hard to believe the time has flown by so fast and, and how we've grown and how dynamic the organization has been. But I knew this was the place I wanted to be from the, the first day. You know, everyone's so helpful and they make you feel part of the team, part of the family. And this is our prominent culture that, you know, exists today. Despite, you know, how many uh, people join our organization and what types of companies we merge with, uh, we've done a great job as an organization maintaining that family-type culture. And I think, again, that sets us apart from a lot of our competition.
0: Back on the East Coast, Pat and John's relationships continued to bring new opportunities to the table, both for the company to expand its expertise and for tone employees to develop their careers.
1: uh, George Pavarini, he and his partners wanted to retire as well. We did basically the same kind of scenario, except in that case we got, we bought the building as well, as, with, as part of the deal, and we also got George and his partners for, I think again three years or four years or something like that. So, you know, it's not just expansion when you do that; it's actually getting a different culture and a different mentality. And we bought Pavarini at uh, Puerto Rico. Florida, and Connecticut. So we bought three different offices at the same time by doing that. I'm
10: Mike Malanofi,
1: the regional vice
10: president for Pavarini in Stanford, Connecticut. I graduated college on May 26, 1984, and I started at Struckstown on May 29th, that Monday. I was very fortunate enough to land this job back then. Little did I know, 37 years later, here I am talking about the opportunity I got in 1984, and really what a blessing it is to have had the opportunity to work for this company. When I left New York City in 1994, we were still StructureTone, I was still StructureTone. There were opportunities in the Westchester market and Fairfield County market for tone with StructureTone clients like Johnson and & Higgins, and the real big one was MasterCard. And I came up here in 1994-ish to work on MasterCard's new worldwide headquarters in Purchase, New York. Uh, myself and John White Jr. were the two managers in charge of the account. At the tail end of that in 1995, 19, early 1996, is when Struckstone purchased Paverini Construction. I lived up in this area, I lived in Connecticut, and uh, I was given the opportunity to stay up here and be the director of operations for Paverini Construction uh, in 1996. Our Struckstone clientele were looking for the Struckstone organization to have the ability to take buildings out of the ground for them. They were getting some core and shell requests from clients. Uh, Tone, as you know, was, was primarily an interior firm at that time. They didn't have the core and shell expertise. The Paverini brand was a well-known brand in the Tri-State area, maybe even bigger than that. And, and the rest is history.
0: The combined expertise of Structone and Paverini allowed the company to make new inroads in core and shell construction in the Northeast and provided employees from both companies with new opportunities to develop their careers. Like Mike Malanofi, Brian Boyce saw joining the Paverini team as a chance to try something new.
8: Hello, everyone. My name is Brian Boyce. I'm the vice president of operations. Came up to Paverini in 2003. Um, Mike and I did Amaranth uh, training for over in Greenwich. Uh, and it was, like Mike said, um, you know, Taverini evolved, the struct in flux with the interior fit out, and then the corn Shell guys. And, and by 2003, they had a good, unique team up here in Connecticut that can build anything. Um, that was a trading floor as an interior fit out. Fast track, really aggressive. Um, difficult job we did. And our probably really signature job we finished up here a couple years back was the MP- NBC Studios. They haven't really did studio work up here in the past. And Mike, NBC, I think, ended up being the largest footprint of the studio on a single floor on the East Coast. So it's a pretty impressive build-out we did and successfully turned over to
10: them. When you take an expert corn shell company with an expert interior company, it's a win-win for everybody, right? Nobody could build the interiors like us, and the Pavrini staff really knew what they were doing with taking buildings out of the ground. So I think what was most interesting about it for me was, there was a learning curve for both companies. We were a fast track company, we knew how to get in and out. They were experts in taking buildings out of the ground. At that stage in my life, I, I didn't have that expertise. So um, they were learning from us, we were learning from them. You know, it was like chocolate and peanut butter. You got chocolate in my peanut butter, but next thing you know, you got a Reese's cup. You know, it was a good thing.
0: With the addition of Pavarini, by the end of 2000, StructureTone had expanded their expertise to include corn shell work around the tri-state area. That led to a new proposition. Could they get into the corn shell market in Manhattan? That's where Eric McGovern entered the picture.
11: My name is Eric Christopher McGovern, president and CEO of Pavarini McGovern. I uh, was in the construction business. Uh, I was an executive at a company called uh, Larry McGovern International, which morphed into uh, uh, Bovis, which then is now an acquisition of Lundlease, lived internationally, uh, lived in London, building Canary Wharf, lived, went out to the Far East, to set up uh, an office in Malaysia, and then came back and built a resort down in the Bahamas called the Atlantis. And then, uh, I guess 21 years ago, uh, roughly plus or minus. I met uh, met Jim.
0: That's Jim Donahue, Executive Chairman of Structure Tone.
11: Because I was looking to start another business, alright, and kind of needed a financial partner. Didn't need anybody to get business. Our, our family and our last name was always able to get business on the corn shell world, but it needed a uh, deep-pocketed financial uh, partner. And uh, Jim and Pat at that time were interested in talking about an entity that they had bought some years ago called Paverini, and kind of merging it and it morphed into merging together and creating a company called Paverini McGovern.
0: While StructureTone continued to lead the interiors market, Paverini McGovern hit the ground running, winning a number of new construction projects in the city. Soon enough, the benefits of combining their areas of expertise to pursue projects together started to become clear.
11: It was uh, 505 Fifth Avenue. It was a building on the 42nd Street and 5th Avenue where we were doing the corn shell for a private developer. And SDI had the opportunity to do the whole building for CIT, which which was a tenant, of course, a financial tenant. And I turned to the client and said, the only way this is going to get done is because of the shared resources, shared hoists, shared common ways, loading the floors, building it concurrently while we were building the interiors is that you had to use Structure Tone as as our partner to build this so that it was seamless. And that's really probably the first time where, and we still use it as an an example uh, when we're pursuing opportunities, uh, where it really kind of, to me in my own eyes, it kind of just said, wow, there's the strength of both organizations, all right, you know, as one.
0: Today, the two companies continue to leverage each other's strengths on some of the city's most complex new developments like TSX Broadway and Times Square.
11: And the synergy of putting those two groups together, you know, two knowledge bases together, I uh, could be pretty freaking powerful and, and for the most part that has worked for, you know, 20 plus years. Uh, that synergy, that energy, that the knowledge base, it's been pretty cool.
0: While the 1980s kicked off Structure Tone's first big era of expansion. The company has continued to look for ways to grow, expand and innovate. But that culture instilled by Pat Donaghy, John White, and the generations that followed, persists to this day. Dave Kempton explains.
5: Yeah, 50 years later and certainly the 30 years later that I can personally speak to, um, things are very different, but they're, they're very much the same. Uh, obviously, we're, we're much larger, especially in the last three years. We've taken on uh, a, a lot of new companies that are part of the STO building group. But the culture hasn't changed in 30 years, it's still the same get it done attitude, uh, client focused, uh, you know, conversations you might have had with Pat Donaghy in his office or John White in his office 25 or 30 years ago could still be conversations that, that you'd have today and they'd be, they'd be just as pertinent. And, and it, you know, it's no secret what has made us a successful company is, you know, our client vision and, and our, our kind of get anything that the client wants done, uh, you know, within reason, of course. Um, So I I think we're as client-focused as we were 25, 30 years ago and and more, and I I think that's that's certainly what's made us as successful as, as we've been over the last 50 years.
0: Now, according to John White Jr., the company is looking to the next generation of leaders to continue pushing the entire STO building group to new heights.
7: Well, considering now all of our regional offices are over 30 years in existence, you do have both the call it the, the long term, the people who used to be the young people are now the old people. And I don't know when that happened. It's now their job to make sure that that next generation continue growing the culture and growing um, you know, our client focus and continuing it, um, which why it's so important right now to focus on the succession planning across our companies and making sure that we're putting people in the, in the place to succeed uh, in the future of our company. Our company is 50 years old this year, or 50 years young, shall I say, this year. And we're certainly hoping that the next generation can follow in our footsteps and grow the company even further uh, and, and achieve even more over the next 50 years.
0: We'd like to thank Pat Donahue, Jim Donahue, John White Sr., John White Jr., Mike Neary, Mike Ryan, Dave Kempton, Dermot Kelly, Mike Molanefi, Brian Boyce, Eric McGovern, Joe Cribben, and James Reedy for sharing their stories and reflections on this era of growth for the company. In our next episode, we'll hear from more employees about what it was like to work in New York City in the 1990s and some of the most memorable projects from that decade. Thanks for listening to Structure Tone's 50th Anniversary Oral History series on the Building Conversations podcast.